Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Steffi Predmore and Megan Myers. This week's episode, Buying a House. Hello. Hello there. <sighs> Summer is winding <laughs> down. And I think that means that the giant dinosaur-sized mosquitoes in my backyard may go away soon. And I'm very happy about that. I am not a fan of mosquitoes. I mean, I don't think anyone is, but... No, I'm not a fan. They love me. It's not a... Yeah, me too. It's not a mutual feeling. They love me. And we were out there for a few minutes before the baby went to bed after it was, like, not so humid and hot. It was still humid, but it wasn't as hot. And I swear to you, these mosquitoes are like the size of dinosaurs. I'm like pterodactyl size mosquitoes. I was like, get the fuck away from my baby. So I was not, I was not pleased with these enormous mosquitoes, but it's okay. Summer's winding down and soon it'll be lovely crisp fall weather. So I'm pretty excited about that. And they'll all be dead. Yeah, all the mosquitoes will die. I am going to get one of those, uh, I think it's called a thermocell. I think that's what it's called. It's a mosquito repellent sort of machine technology that's supposed to work. I have multiple friends who have said it works. So I've got to get me one of those things. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, this looks very... Mosquito repellent and tick control. Gross. I hate ticks. Yeah. That's why I don't go in the woods. Yeah. So, Megan, <laughs> so Megan, what's new with you? Uh, well, <laughs> so I wanted to, yeah. I was going to say one thing before we jump into that, but. Well, say I your thing. To, okay. So, uh, right before, like, as I were getting ready, today is, uh, Tuesday, podcast recording day, and usually um, right before that, like, we we have dinner, mm-hmm. and we're kind of all running around, getting all the things done for the day and everything, and usually mm-hmm. uh, the kids empty the dishwasher after dinner time, and okay, uh, basically at this point in my parenting career, I feel like it's just a lot of different ways for me to figure out how to say I told you so without saying I told you so. (laughs) Okay. Because uh, the kids like to run around and be crazy uh, Mm -hmm. when they are doing things in the kitchen, especially if they're like, they think it's a competition, which it's not. Um, But they're they're 7 and 12. Like, everything's a competition between them. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, and so, um, you know, like mere moments after I had finished telling them to not goof around in the kitchen for a little like 1200th time, um, one of them got hurt. So, <laughs> oh, oh no, the big one or the little one? Uh, the little one. Um, he oh, ran no. like right into the side of the drawer. There were tears, weren't there? Yep. It was only like the fifth time he cried today, so. <laughs> Because things are, things are going really well. 
Yeah, school's awesome. Uh, we already covered that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> listen, listen to our previous episode for more thoughts on quarantine schooling. Right. But this episode, we are talking about the process of buying a house. And why are we talking about that, Megan? Well, because the day this episode airs, I am closing on a new house. Yes, you are. And and uh, and tell me, where where are you buying this house, Megan? Well, we've joked about it before on the podcast, but now our dreams are coming true, and we will be in the same city. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am like seriously so excited for this. You are buying the cutest house, and we're going to be, like, three minutes from each other. I know. It's very exciting. <sighs> yes. So, okay. Um, aside from all the lovely things that we will get to do now that we are going to be down the street from each other, like, just total sister wives, um, can you give a little bit of a, a recap for our listeners as to why you're making this move? Because obviously you live just outside of Austin now. I do not live just outside of Austin. I live <laughs> in the middle of Illinois. So that's a pretty big change. Um, so tell us a little bit about why that's a thing. Uh, so the short answer would be COVID, I guess, <laughs> would be the catalyst for all of the things. Um but a longer answer is that, to be honest, you know, my husband and I grew up in the Midwest, and even though we've lived in Texas for like 15 years, we kind of have always been like thinking about moving back to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We've constantly thought about, it. especially you know, when you go visit your family, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. We miss them. We like the architecture. Of, like, partially it's the architecture. We're like, oh, the houses down here are kind of bleh. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kind of all the same and boring. And, like, yeah. the stuff that we like is all, you know, the old woodwork and right. big porches and just all the the different character, basically. Yeah. And so off and on throughout the years, we just kind of randomly look at houses. Um, usually... In the Minneapolis area, because that's where the majority of our family lives, and that's where we went to school, so we're naturally drawn to that area. But the housing prices there are crazy. They're insane. For, especially for the kind of house that we would want and mm-hmm. the area that we would want to live in. Um, we live in the suburbs now, and it's fine, but also we would like to live somewhere where you can walk to places. Mm-hmm. So, recently I got on some sort of terror about looking <laughs> at houses again. And partially because we joke around all the time about how, like, we should live in the same place and be sister wives. Right. Um, I was like, well, let's see what kind of houses are available in Bloomington. Right. Because you so, had visited here last year. Yeah. You didn't just decide to look at houses here without ever having been here. You came here for a few days last year before an event we had in Chicago. And so you were able to, like, see the town and stuff yes. like that. Yes. I have been there before. Granted, it was only for a few days, but I have eh. been there. I mean, when, when It's we a small moved, town. You can see most of the town in a few true. days. That's <laughs> true. When we moved to Austin, we only visited for, like four or five days before we decided to move here so yeah it's kind of the same um 
And so I had found this house and I thought it was really cute, but it was kind of, it seemed kind of expensive, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of put it out of my head for a little while. And then one night after we were recording the podcast, I still had like the Zillow tab open from that house. Mm -hmm. And so I just hit refresh to see (laughs) if there were any new houses listed. And this house popped up and I was like, oh my God. Look at this house. Yeah, you were like, Steffi, <laughs> look at this house. What? Tell me what's wrong with this house because yeah. it was a great price and it looked beautiful. Like the pictures were beautiful. And so it's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're like, is the is there like a meth lab in the basement? <laughs> is there like a witch living in the attic? Like what are we not seeing here? Because yes, it, the listing was perfect. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I was immediately I was immediately drawn to it. Um, I showed my husband, and he was immediately drawn to it, which is usually not the case. And so I was like. You need to go look at this house for me, Steffi. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. I like made an appointment on Zillow that night for like two days later to yeah. go look at it. So then you looked at the house. Oh, you did like a little FaceTime with me going through the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that day I uh, got a hold of a realtor. And the next day she went to the house and she made videos for us of the house. Mm-hmm. And she was also like, this house is crazy amazing and I don't know it's like it's a great price and the only thing is that um the neighborhood itself is not necessarily in line with the house and so mm-hmm. that's why it seems which it's so weird because the house to us is so cheap because mm-hmm. coming from where we live the houses are crazy expensive right but she was like no this house is actually overpriced for the area and we're like what <laughs> we're giving you like three dollars for the house right uh, <laughs> So we had a very busy Saturday where we spent a bunch of time on like a Zoom call with the realtor, yeah, <laughs> going over all the things and then um, putting in an offer and getting the offer accepted that day. And uh, Bob had not actually seen the house in person or Bloomington in person. Uh, so we basically bought a house sight unseen and we're moving in soon. It's It was wild it's crazy so fast alex was like holy shit they did it that's amazing (laughs) he was like like he i remember he was it was a saturday so he was at work and i was like they put in an offer on the house they're getting the house or whatever and he was like no shit (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's so exciting and you guys came up for the inspection so you have seen the house now um obviously when this airs you will have seen it again because you will you will have closed on the house um but you you have as of recording it you have since been up here and seen the house it is you, you can you can verify for real there's no meth lab in the basement no witch in the attic correct that we, and, you know, unless they hide the witch really, really well. Really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's so exciting. Um, and the process of buying a house. So this is your third house that you've purchased. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This will be our third that we've purchased. Um, the funny, the other funny thing is that when we first were thinking about buying it, or I guess not that we thought about it for longer than like 30 seconds, but... Mm-hmm. When we were first discussing the whole thing, we were like, well, maybe we'll just keep this house for a while 
um, until, you know, the semester's over or until like spring because spring is the, you know, more ideal housing purchase time. So maybe the market will be better, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we talked to our realtor and he's like, no, 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 sell now. <laughs> like, sell. We want to sell as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and you had an offer put in like the same day you listed your house. Oh, we had, we had, uh, we had, let me think. We had a few offers like right away. Yeah, within basically. like 24 hours. Yeah. It, it was wild. Uh, it was crazy. And so he was right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's really crazy and exciting. But we've, so we bought our first house uh, when I was pregnant with Reese. So 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, this house we actually built, which is kind of funny that we're selling it, but we built it and that was um, moved in four years ago. Mm-hmm. So now we're in our third house. You're in your third house. We are on our first house. We bought our house right after we got married. So we've been here going on five years. And after we went through the home buying process and we moved in, I looked at Alex and I said, well, we're dying in this house. This is a pain (laughs) in the dick. And it's really funny to me because my parents moved I've they they moved multiple times like several times in the first probably 10 years of their marriage um because they Mm -hmm. started out my dad was stationed in the army down in North Carolina and so they had a house down there and then they moved back to Indiana and they had a, a few houses um they lived in a few different places within my first few years of life um and then we moved to illinois when i was 12 so they they had probably lived in like four or five different places and they owned most of those um and those so that would have been like within you know the first mm, 12 13 years of their marriage and i'm like when we bought our house i was like how did you do that this is such a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. <laughs> like, I, I, damn. So I always admire people. Like, I genuinely, and we have some friends um, from that Alex grew up with, and they got married. They've been married probably 10 years at this point. Let's just say they've been married 10 years. It's maybe a little less than that. But they have owned. I think four homes in the time that I've known them and I've known them for like seven years Mm -hmm. and I'm like always in awe of people that just undertake this process because not only is buying insane and selling insane but then you have to move all your shit yeah yeah I mean, I feel like moving is actually probably the worst part oh I Uh, legitimately thought when we moved from our one bedroom apartment and so it was a one like 600 maybe 700 square foot one bedroom apartment that we had and we moved down here i legitimately thought we might get divorced that's the only time in our marriage we've gone through some (laughs) shit and that is the only time in our marriage i thought oh man this this might end right here right now like moving is not (laughs) moving is the worst so, so do you see that home buying is like one of the 
absolute top stressors in your life. So I believe that. I believe that because it, there's so. I also feel like for introverts, like putting in an offer on a house is like one of the worst things that you can do because I don't feel like I feel like I'll speak for myself. I feel like my introversion (laughs) makes me not a good negotiator in like I can negotiate on other people's behalf. I am not good at negotiating on my own behalf. Like, I'm like, can you just tell me what price to pay? And I'll just pay for the thing. <laughs> like, what, how much well. money do you want? I'll just, I'll just pay the money for the thing. Like, what's the price tag? Okay, that's fine. Um, so, <laughs> like, putting in the offer on our house, you know, like, okay, well, like, what do you want to offer? And like, I don't know. Just tell me what to pay. I don't know. Just tell me. <laughs> like, you have to well, wait. I mean, it's horrible. I don't think I don't think that's you know limited to introverts when it comes to buying a house because it is a lot of money. It's you know it's very the biggest stressful. purchase that most people will ever make. Yeah. Um, but that's why you hire a realtor because they tell you how much to offer. That's true. <laughs> and my biggest thing. So if I had to go back, um, I would still buy our house, but our our realtor was the selling realtor on our house. Oh, yeah, that's not a good idea. Mm-mm. It was bad. It, and I like yeah. she showed us the house and, you know, we fell in love with it. But like at that point, we should have figured out something else like realtor wise because it, it was she was not advocating on our but like she was very clearly sort of on their side like she had known them for a long time I think and she there are some things where I'm like "Mm, you're not being a very like neutral party here (laughs) um so it was not a good experience yeah because the thing is is that a realtor is paid by the person who's selling the house Mm -hmm. yeah so even if it's your realtor that you're the even if you're the buyer realtor like you get you know half of whatever the seller realtor is getting right so like we pay we're paying six percent and then they split that down the middle between mm-hmm. the two realtors. And there's so there's no reason for a seller's realtor to like work for the person buying no, the house. Even though like in, th- in theory they are supposed to be a neutral party if they're right. representing both, it's not. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah, yeah, it was a t- that that was a, it was a bad experience. So that would be like um, that's like my biggest advice is like don't have the same realtor as the sellers because it's bad. Yeah, so a good realtor would be able to at least they'd be able to look around. They do they would do comps in the area, mm-hmm. um, and you know evaluate the neighborhood and things like that, and be able to tell you whether the house was overpriced or mm-hmm. just right, or if they think that you should put in a higher bid than the listing price. Um, there's lots of different things that go into it, but mm-hmm. that's a, the best thing is that you don't have to do that yourself because yes. a lot of the time you're just like, oh, I don't know. Right. And it it's looks not, like a nice house. And it's not even a million dollars. <laughs> right. I just like this house. Take all my money. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's not your job to know. This is why we hire the people. There's There are absolutely times in life where it is worth the money to hire a person to do a service for you and this is one of those times 
Yes. The other thing is that a realtor will also make sure that you are protected mm-hmm. because there are contracts and mm-hmm. many, many, many forms that you put your name on. So much work. <laughs> and, and if have you have all an, the legal backup. And if you have, so we have an FHA loan. So there's extra paperwork. So let's talk through, let's talk through mortgage types real quick. Okay. So an FHA loan, you get your FHA and your VA loans. Um, which are special loans um, for those either with lower incomes or first-time home buyers. The FHA is also like sometimes known as like the first-time home buyer loan or whatever. Um, or VA loans are for veterans, um, and they're guaranteed by federal programs. So, with an FHA loan, you are able to put down a smaller um, amount of money because. And the, a lot of times why it's considered like your first time home buyer loan is that if you're selling a home, in theory, whatever you are making on what you're selling your home for, you can then use as your down payment on the next house. But obviously, mm-hmm. because most people don't have, normal people do not have just tens of thousands of dollars sitting around to put down on a house, especially if it's your first time buying a house. Um, so it allows you to put down a smaller amount of money um, as your down payment. Um, and then they lump everything together with your mortgage payment in escrow. So when I pay our mortgage payment, I'm actually also paying for our insurance, um, our homeowner's insurance and our property taxes um, instead of paying those separately, which actually I kind of love because I pay them out every month and I already have it budgeted for instead of getting like your property tax bill once a year and then going, oh shit, do I have this much money? Oh God, did I squirrel it away? Did I <laughs> spend it? Oh no, like it's already being taken care of. So I actually kind of love that about the FHA loan, <laughs> just like on a personal note. So that's what we have. And then there's a conventional loan. So Megan, talk about that. Yeah, we have conventional. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't. <laughs> we're definitely not first time homebuyers, so there's no reason we would qualify for an FHA. Yeah. Um, so it's just a basic loan. It's not, there's no special things that get attached with it. Um, it's something that you, when you get mortgages, there's lots of different ones out there aside from the ones we just said. Mm-hmm. But these ones have a fixed rate. So you can pay, you're going to basically pay the same amount Mm -hmm. through the whole lifespan of the mortgage. Um, We also have our uh, escrow and interest rolled into our payment. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same where it's all one thing because that is so much easier. It's so much better. Like 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. I I know people who have their escrow tax payment separate and I'm like, why Mm -mm. would you do that? Um, It's just a lot easier. Try to get unbundled. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of banks actually prefer it that way too because they, they think they benefit a little bit more from it. Yeah. Um, conventional mortgage mortgages generally come as thirty years. Uh, some people mm-hmm. opt for fifteen years; they want to pay it off a little bit faster. But they also you can get a forty year, you can get a twenty year, you can get a ten year. It just depends on how fast you want to pay off your mortgage. And if you get, for example, if you get a thirty year mortgage. 
and at some point you refinance, you may be able to refinance for a 15 year. Um, Cause that's when my parents built the house that like I mostly grew up in. Um, I, they started off with a 30 year mortgage and then they refinanced a few years down the road down to a 15 year. Um, and they were able to, to pay it off right about that time. Um, so you're not necessarily locked into the 30 years. Also, like you can pay your house off sooner. Yeah, you can always pay more. Yeah. Usually refinancing helps you out with the fees um, that are associated, like the interest and mm-hmm. all that. So you pay less interest over the course of the loan amount, which is always a benefit. Yeah, we um, so we got we worked with a mortgage broker um, and so that she basically did the shopping around the banks for us um, instead of us having to call around a bunch of banks and be like, hello, would you approve me? How, what would your rate be? Um, and then she like has our information on file. And so we, I don't even know that we had been here a year and she called me up and she's like, Hey, your like information just like pinged up for me you can refinance for like this lower interest rate you would save this much like blah 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 so we actually refinanced pretty soon after we purchased the house because uh, she was she was able to um find a lower rate for us so i was like thank you for doing the work for me i appreciate it (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah it was great so then what's the big no-no when it comes to mortgages megan uh well there's actually other a couple others that are like even crazier ones but there's this thing called the adjustable rate mortgage which i think is a super big bad thing Um, she literally has written in our our (laughs) podcast show notes adjustable rate mortgage boo his no in all caps (laughs) so i so probably should have said this at the top of the hour but we are not like finance experts or bankers or mortgage lender experts or any of that but no We've just done this from a home buying and or selling perspective before. Right. And a, and a weird person who really likes to listen to Marketplace. Um, so Bless your heart. I believe adjustable rate mortgages were actually part of what caused the gigantic housing crisis mm. back in 2008 because the thing with adjustable rate mortgages is that the interest rate changes over mm-hmm. time. And so... The first few years of the mortgage, your interest rate stays the same. And then after the time period expires, it can change to whatever, mm-hmm. basically. Um, be- and it's supposed to follow the economy and follow the trends of whatever, whoever is deciding the rates. Um, however, <laughs> the problem was that back when all this housing stuff was happening beforehand, there's all this, you know, a lot of booming with um city growth and lots of new houses being built Mm -hmm. and uh mortgage lenders were giving mortgages to many many people who couldn't actually afford them right and luring in a bunch of people with these adjustable rate mortgages being like we'll see it's so affordable Mm -hmm. and not really explaining that like in five years hey guess what your rate will probably go up and your rate's gonna skyrocket and you're not gonna be able to afford your house anymore right so Try to avoid them. I don't know how many market, how many banks still offer them. Yeah. 
because there's really nothing wrong with a conventional rate mortgage. Right. And obviously, if you qualify for an FHA or VA, you should get one of those. Yeah. And also, like, when you when you have a fixed rate like when you buy your house they say if you only made your like minimum payments you never refinance over the next 30 years this is how much you will have paid on your house like with all the interest accrued and you can see like oh there's that number mm-hmm. and sometimes that number is like <laughs> okay gonna try to pay that off sooner also um so one thing i will say about an fha loan is that because it there's more like federal stuff that goes into it again look at how professional i am knowing all of the terms federal stuff megan um there are some restrictions on the fha loans so for example um when you have your your inspection um, for the house that you're buying, there may be things that come up that the sellers have to fix in order for the FHA loan, in order basically for them to approve the loan and approve for you to purchase the house. Um, So if if the house isn't in great condition, they may not approve for you to buy it. Um, and or the sellers may because it'll say like when you make the offer like they have an FHA loan or they have a conventional loan and if there's an FHA loan the sellers could decide to decline the offer on the house because they don't want to deal with all the extra like hoops they may have to jump through to get the house to the standards for the FHA loan if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well because um, there's a lot of other things that go into, you know, putting in an offer on the house. And so you definitely, if you are the person selling a house, you you don't know who these people are that are looking Mm -hmm. at your house, but you want to accept the best offer. And so if you're looking at two competing offers, offers and one of them is an FHA, it might not be in your best interest to Mm -hmm. accept that one. Yeah. Unfortunately, like right. it's not great for the people that are trying to become first time homebuyers, but depending on your situation, um, it might just not work out for you. I know that I mentioned VA loans. Um, I think they tend to be pretty similar to FHA loans. I know my parents had a VA loan for maybe their first couple of houses because um, my dad was in the military at the time. Um, so I think there's a lot of like kind of similar things with those two, but I can't tell you for sure because it's been a long time since my mother was like here's all the types of loans you can have for your (laughs) house and i only retained the stuff that really pertained to me (laughs) right the good thing is that they are both backed by government programs so that if you in the event that you something happens and you can't pay your house like you're you're more protected than somebody with a conventional loan yeah for sure for sure so uh why don't we talk about all of these fees? Man, there's so many fees. So many fees. And I, I listed a bunch, and I think there's probably even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody thinks of, here's the cost to buy the house. And right. what are you going to put as your down payment? So how much are you typically putting in for a down payment, Megan? So they recommend that you should put down at least 20%, mm-hmm. which is, can be, depending on the price of your house, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So frankly, I don't know how many people actually put down 20%. Right. 
Right. Um, because it's a lot. And it's not necessarily a big deal if you don't put down 20%. You do have to put that on your offer when mm-hmm. you're trying to buy the house. Just it's, it's a way to prove that you have money to buy a house, basically, and that you can pay for it moving forward. Um, but if you buy a house without getting to that 20% range, then the only thing that happens is that it triggers private mortgage insurance, which is just a, an extra payment each month that you have to make, which is mm-hmm. usually pretty small, like 50 bucks a month or something, even less maybe, mm-hmm. until you have paid your mortgage down to that you know, 80% range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, because 20% is a huge chunk of money, that, that is why there are things like the FHA VA loans um, that, mm-hmm. re- that do not require you to put as much down. I want to say like... I want to say there's like a 6% number or something with those, but maybe that's just what we put down. I can't fucking remember to be completely honest with you. I should have looked it up before (laughs) I started talking, but it's a much lower number that's like recommended on um, those like first time home buyer loans and things like that. Yeah. Um, Because again, like, and again, of course it depends on the house that you're looking at and what amount of money you've been pre-approved for. Um, But yeah, like, even 10% can be a huge amount of money. So it's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Uh, since you mentioned it, I just want to touch really briefly on the pre-approval. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We, we didn't cover that before, but um, I just wanted to, to pop in and say that it's really important if you are looking to buy a house to get that pre-approval yes. because a lot of places won't even like, look at an offer if you don't have a pre-approval letter yes so if you are serious about buying a house like just go ahead and get that paperwork done it also makes it a lot easier later on when you are actually getting the loan yeah and they'll say like what are you kind of thinking um and so like when we talked when i when we talked to the mortgage broker um we she was like, you know, what are you kind of thinking? And I, like I told her kind of the price range range that we were looking at. Um, and she ran it and we were approved for that amount. And then when we decided to put it on the offer on our house specifically, I called her back and then she re-ran it real quickly to get us approved for like that specific amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause it was a teeny bit over what we were thinking originally so uh, she just reran it to make sure that before we put in the offer we had that like yep we're good to go everything everything is dandy yeah because you're probably going to need um you know to put that letter in in the email or whatever mm-hmm. everything's by email now so <laughs> it's so going to nice. be sent with the offer so yes um so Going back to these other fees, mm-hmm. so there is a title fee, title fee and in insurance. The title is, you know, the actual like piece of paper mm-hmm. for your house, uh, which is kind of silly, but you know, it's like when you buy a car, you get a title. So you, a title. you pay taxes on that and you have to pay for this as well. But that's usually paid for by the seller, luckily. Yeah. There's a um, few things that are paid for by the seller actually yeah so there is the title fee and insurance there's fees to the realtor we talked about that earlier is usually paid for by the seller and then the 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 two parties split that between each other Mm -hmm. and then also a a home warranty 
Usually they offer uh, a home warranty for up to a year just in case anything crazy happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are all paid for by the seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you usually say, like there's like standards, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, typically ask for X amount home warranty or whatever. And so when you go in the offer, you know, your realtor will say, okay, like here's their standard. Do you want to ask for more? Or like, do you want to be a dick and ask for a lot more? Or do you want to just go for the standard stuff? Yeah, it's usually just a bunch of boxes to check and then they fill the appropriate amount. Like we, when we went through all of this to buy the new house and when they were asking about the home warranty, they're like, here's a bunch of home warranty options. And we're like, I whatever like they look all the same we have no that i don't know this looks fine Um, because at that point you're overwhelmed anyway so well they really did also all look the same and they're all named very similar things Mm -hmm. and you're just like i don't care just Mm -hmm. the first one that looked good (laughs) i like this name the best right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so then you got your property taxes which are going to be dependent upon where you live Mm um some property taxes are outrageous and some property taxes are basically nothing um but that's gonna be there's just no no real from what i can tell real rhyme or reason to a a lot of things (laughs) there's a lot of real rhyme or reason to a lot of things megan that statement just applies across the board it really does but yeah i mean my our property taxes here are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's there's so many benefits to moving to Bloomington. Oh, us. yeah. Yeah. Because uh, when, when you're talking about, like, I think it's important when you when you hear about, like, oh, there's a lower cost of living. There's a lot of things that go into, like, oh, lower cost of living. Like, okay, yes, just literally, like, how much do all, like, things cost? But then, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to buy a home it's not just about how much does the building cost but how much does the land the building is on cost right when it comes to buying a house too, the property taxes generally so you know you put it in your escrow every month but if you sell your house you get that back um and mm-hmm. then the person buying the house has to put in however much when they buy it mm-hmm um to basically you know cover the year whatever Mm -hmm. uh so that's just another extra you know depending on where like we said depending on where you live like that could be ten thousand dollars so yeah (laughs) it's not a not a small amount it's not a small amount and and that's why megan and i both recommend like if you can having it lumped into your monthly like mortgage payment because i mean gen like even though ours you know is paid out through our uh mortgage through our escrow and stuff like that we still get in the mail once a year the you know property tax bill Mm -hmm. i don't have to do anything with it but i get it and every time i get it i open it and my stomach drops to my knees because i'm like oh oh my god and then i like say a prayer of thanks that i have everything rolled in and i've paid it all monthly and i don't have to find x amount of money right lying in my because i mean i do i feel like um with stuff like that, it's easy to forget, like, oh, I, you know, property taxes are going to be due soon. I have to save X thousand of dollars to pay that. 
um, unless you're just like really vigilant about that stuff. So roll it in, people. Just roll it in. That's right. So then when you are going through the process of buying a home or if you're the seller, 87,000 people have to come look at the house mm-hmm. um, and they have to do that for a couple of reasons. So you have the appraisal, um, which is going to make sure that the house appraises at the asking price, um, at least at least at the asking price. At least at the asking price, yes. You can also, so there's other thing that, you know, in our case, we listed our house and then we got an offer that is higher than the list price. Mm-hmm. And so what they have the the buyer do is fill out an appraisal waiver, basically that says, you know, I know that the house is listed for this price and I know that I'm offering this price and I will pay this price as long as mm-hmm. the appraisal is for at least what you listed it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way they're covered... But then also, they're covered for how much they're offering, essentially. And then mm-hmm. if your house appraises for less, you, they can have the right to walk away. Yeah. Or you can work out some sort of deal. Because essentially what's going to happen is that, say your house appraise, if you list your house at 250 and it appraises for 225 mm-hmm. the buyer could walk away. But the, ne- the problem is that the next person who's going to be interested in your house that's going to still be a problem. Right. So you're going to have to reduce the list price anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just try to work out a deal with the first buyer. Right. Exactly. Instead of Otherwise having to go, have to through, go through it all again. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. So then once it's appraised um, and you know says, okay, yes, it's good. It appraised for at least what they were asking for, at least the list price. Then you get the inspections. And right. yes, there are multiple of them. Because life is so great. <laughs> it's so much fun. So um, in Texas, you just have one inspection. Okay. And they do, and, they do everything? or Well, so they do... I guess they do. I mean, mainly... The thing is, so te- we don't have basements. So there's less to worry okay. about with that. Everything's built on a slab. So that makes a difference there. Um but then they would generally, I guess, make recommendations toward if mm. they think you need a, a more in-depth sure. inspection, like an HVAC or termites or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we bought our house in Bloomington, <laughs> mm-hmm. they were like, oh, yeah, you need like five inspections. And we're like, yeah. And I think uh, there's, <laughs> I might, if I'm remembering correctly, and again, this was like five years ago, but if I'm remembering correctly, if you buy an old ass house, mm-hmm. there's more stuff because in addition to the normal stuff, they also have to run like they either have to run the lead inspection or you have to like sign the waiver that no, like I, yeah, I'm good. My kids aren't going to lick the walls. Um, and then the radon, like there's, there's multiple there's more stuff if your house has been built prior to a certain date um, yeah or the house that you're looking to purchase has been built prior to a certain date um that you don't necessarily have to have on a house that's like a new build for example right so we had to have the standard inspection 
And then we uh, we signed off on the lead inspection because my kids are past the point of eating paint. Um, and we just kind of assumed, like, this is a really old house. It's, it probably has lead paint somewhere. Yes. And we're just going to accept that. It's fine. Um, and then we also got a termite inspection because it's a mostly wood house. And we got a sewer line inspection. <laughs> and... Uh, and we got a radon inspection. And the radon inspection was the one that kind of threw us because uh-huh. we had never heard of it before uh-huh. because we don't have basements. Yes. And so radon sounds really scary, but it's really not that scary. It's it's a, a gas that um, is underground, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you have a basement, it can you know get into your basement. So basically, you just need to have your basement tested to make sure that it is properly filtering out basically yeah. you don't have excess radon and they put like a little gauge thing of a jigger on and yeah and if you do it's not even like a huge huge deal you just get a special thing installed in your basement and it takes care of it yeah yeah but it, it was that just was, another cost <laughs> yeah it is it's just like an extra an extra thing so um there's there's definitely and and if you and ever end up um refinancing like some of these things like you'd have to redo the appraisal for example Mm -hmm. if you ever ended up refinancing your home so just because you do this once doesn't mean that you won't ever have to do it again until you sell your house it depends on like if you're gonna refinance and stuff like that yeah and you can you might want to refinance too like if you've been paying down your house and the values are, have been going up mm-hmm. um if you think you're getting close to like that 80 percent mark and you're like oh i want to get rid of that ridiculous 200 or you know 200 dollars a year payment to the private right. mortgage insurance right. um you would have to get it inspected or not inspected but appraised, appraised again. again yeah yeah for sure um so then you get into just like legal crap (laughs) this this is a section i consider boring legal crap that's like really important i guess it's really dry and important (laughs) so there's something called the loan origination fee yeah so that's basically you're just paying the bank yeah for all the work that they've done because it takes like 30 days or whatever for them to do all their paperwork i don't know if it really takes that long to be honest but it takes 30 days Takes thirty and days so, for them to like walk it from one office to the other. Oh wait, it's all electronic, right? Yeah, I'm not sure why it takes. I guess because they they run your credit scores and they check your bank accounts and there's various things that they have to do. So they get paid for that. Um, yeah, and, and then, your credit score like gets run like eighty seven hundred times when you're buying a house, but it doesn't like they run it in a way that doesn't fuck you up. Just right, yeah. You're not gonna get dinged. They're probably yeah, gonna be like, "Yes, you're, you're trying to buy a house." Also, up. <laughs> also, when we purchased our house, um, I am actually the one on the loan because they ran both. So they ran our our credit scores, and at the time, Alex still had some student loans out under his name, um, and so his we wouldn't have gotten as good of a rate if we had calculated him in, and so the loan is actually just out under me um so that's that is like a that's like a thing that's if if your spouse or your partner has like not great credit you may not want to consider them in the loan um 
he he still owns the house with me. Um, although, actually, did I ever add him to the title? <laughs> that's a really good question he should uh, be on the title I, you, you should find that out i should find that out it was one of those things that was supposed to happen when we closed and then our sucky realtor like didn't make it happen um and i so, feel like that would have happened when you refinanced though uh maybe maybe not it's really impossible to say i should probably look into that but the point is even <laughs> if both of you are not on the loan you can both still be on the title of the house so um it is an option that's actually how ours is as well um and it's not because of my credit like i have an excellent credit but it's because for uh, the record for she the is record a five. <laughs> I have very excellent credits. Um, uh, it's because I was a freelancer for so long, and right. so my like technical professional job history yeah. is doesn't go back as far. Yeah, and so especially when we bought this house, I was freelancing at the time, and then um, when for the new house, my like technical job history at my current job just barely is short of two years yeah <laughs> even though i've actually been working for and them if, for a long time but so it's just extra paperwork and we decided to skip if it if you're self-employed there's going to be a lot of extra paperwork uh, yeah i have not dealt with this because i have always because i had a, a regular employer even though i do some work on the side um some freelance work on the side like i have my full-time job is a, like normal i'm not employed by my own self but um like one of our friends they just refinanced their house and she had to go through so much because she runs her own business she's a blogger runs her own business and it was like apparently just paperwork hell yeah it's not impossible it's just a lot more extra proof that you have a stable income basically Mm -hmm. because you know the reason why they want to give you a loan is so they benefit and if you can't pay your loan then that's no then benefit why would to they them. give you the loan yeah so you're just proving that you can pay it yeah yeah so that's just something like yeah like megan said it's not that you can't buy a house or you won't be approved for a loan it's just be like be prepared they're gonna ask for a lot of paperwork so another good reason to like have an accountant that you're hiring and like do like keep your bookkeeping like up to up to snuff yeah so then the final fee that we have listed here there's there's so many more that could pop up in there depending on what you're doing with your loan and your house and all the things um is an attorney Mm -hmm. always good to get an attorney I mean that's that's true for a lot of things in life, especially yeah. now. So when we when we first put in our offer for the the new house, we thought we might be doing power of attorney for sale for the signing because of COVID, mm-hmm. and we're buying a house long distance, um, and so we just thought it was a good idea to have one just in case. Uh, it's just extra protection. They can also look at the contracts um, along with the realtor, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of cover your butt. It's not expensive. Um, you're not paying them like a crazy rate or anything. Yeah. They usually have some sort of deal for like home buyers. So you're not like on a retainer or anything like that. Right. right. Um, I gotta be honest. I don't think that we had an attorney when we bought our house. Um, 
yeah, I don't think I don't think that we did. Um, I do think it was most. It's mainly because um, because of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, just for extra protection now. Since we can't, yeah. since we didn't get to see the house in person before we bought it. Yeah. Um, and we're doing all this paperwork long distance. And- also, at the time, and this is going to sound really like I don't know, whatever. Um, but at the time, like my parents were like they were. Our, our parents really helped us with buying this house. Um, not like paying for it, but in terms of like, we looked at the house and then we actually had, um, I think my parents, I can't remember if Alex's parents came too, like came and also looked at the house before we put in an offer on it. Um, because again, like I said, my parents have bought like in their 30 years of marriage, my parents purchased like seven or eight homes. So like at that point i was like i feel like you guys gotta know what you're doing so um, (laughs) you've seen a lot of shit so like can you take a look um so we felt a little safer like waving like some of that extra stuff just because like we had extra people who we knew were being really vigilant like looking at it and being like "Mm, i don't know or like yeah Yeah. that's legit um I was doing it now without my mom to help me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a 31 year old woman, and I'm like, I don't know. I need my mom's help. <laughs> well, I think that's a good idea for anyone actually who is buying a house for the first time is to have somebody help them mm-hmm. who has been through it before. Even you know, just having a realtor is uh, really important. But somebody who knows you and yes, n- but also knows things about buying a house, I think is helpful. Yeah. Um, one of my friends bought a house last year and I went with her to go look at some showings and I I hope she thought it was helpful. Um, mm-hmm. But there's certain things that you can look for because you just like have been in it before and you yes. can be like, oh, you need to like watch out for that thing that you might not have noticed kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like one of those, it's one of those skills that like once you do it, like if you have a secret skill. I feel like planning a wedding is the same. Mm-hmm. So even though like hopefully you just plan the one wedding <laughs> for yourself, um, you don't ever have to do it again. Whereas buying a house, you may actually do again. But um yeah, I feel like you do it and then all of a sudden you have all this knowledge, all the skills. Um, you're like, I can share, I can share my knowledge. Um, so, okay, that was, that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of paperwork. Again, like I remember like going into closing and signing so much paperwork, just like page after page, like sign here, sign here, do the things that like my hand hurts. By the the first, like the first page, you're like lazily writing your name and then you get to the last page and it's like a line. Because you just can't anymore. (laughs) I know. It was funny because like my signature is like that all the time anyway and alex like he actually writes all the letters in his name and he was taking so long i'm like dude (laughs) i was like flying through it because my signature is a hot ass scrawl anyway so (laughs) i was like okay dude like maybe don't bother with letters anymore just a line it's fine (laughs) put an x it's fine (laughs) But yeah, so with all of that, why buy a house? Why why even do it, Megan? Um because uh, <laughs> That's a really great answer. Um I mean, it's an investment. It's a good thing to have, I think, um long term. 
Yes. Um, it's not for everyone. I know people who have owned houses and decided, you know, actually this sucks and mm-hmm. um, I give up. Because there <laughs> is, like... I give up, is... but you know what I mean. Right. Well, you know, like, when you're buying a house, you go from, like, so let's say you were renting before. Okay, so you're making a monthly payment and you're not investing that money in your own property, but also, mm-hmm. you have somebody that has to take care of shit if it goes sideways. If your dishwasher breaks, there's somebody that comes and takes care of it. There's, you know, depending on what your deal is with your landlord, they may be taking care of your lawn care if you have a yard. Um, like, all the general, like, upkeep if the house needs to be painted, like, that's the kind of stuff that a landlord is taking care of that now, guess who gets to take care of that when you own your own home? You do. We're so. supposed to be making a case for buying a house, though. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Not supposed to scare people away. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also when you're doing that stuff, like we just had our house, um, the outside of our house repainted, and it was a project. Like we hired somebody to do it, and um it wasn't a cheap project but also like so there's there's the practical thing of we made an investment in our home when we did that like our home is an investment in our future um Mm -hmm. but then when we do things like that when we even do just like little cosmetic things around the house um that it's making it's making an investment in our home it's adding resale value to our home it's keeping it in good shape so that if and when down the line we choose to sell we can get the most out of our house and but then there's also this like pride of like our house looks really good (laughs) Like, we just repainted it, and, like, all of our neighbors are like, oh, my gosh, it looks so beautiful. Like, I, uh, the painter, I'm friends with the the, um, painter and his wife, and they posted, like, the before and after on their Facebook, and I, like, reshared it um, to my timeline or whatever to recommend them. And I got so many comments on that post. Like, uh, people were like, oh my god, your house is beautiful. And I was like, thanks! <laughs> like, that's mine! I own that! Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, there's there's the, like, very practical, like, if you're making a monthly payment, do you want to make a monthly payment to somebody else? that benefits someone else or do you want to make a monthly payment that benefits yourself but then there's also some real there's can be some real pride in owning your own home yeah and i think like you know your house it granted no matter where you live is kind of an extension of yourself Mm -hmm. but if you own a house you can really like do that you know permanently Mm -hmm. um you know you can paint it what you want you can add whatever you want you could change it you could you know, you can ruin it if you want. It doesn't matter. Like, exactly. it's it's yours. It's yes. yours to do what you want to do with. And also, I feel, for me, I feel it's kind of like a, not necessarily a nostalgic thing, but just the fact that, like, it's something that you can have forever. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to have 
you know, you're going to have that, the, all those memories that you make with your family in your house. And then, you know, yeah. if you have kids, then they'll bring their kids and it's a whole thing. But also you don't have that worry about, is the landlord going to raise my rent? Right. Am I going to get kicked out? Is, you know, am I, do I, am I going to have crazy people who live above me and that's going to make me want to move out? Mm-hmm. There's so many downsides of renting, I think, right. that I'm just like, uh, I could never go back to renting, probably. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, we love, own. I mean, there's, you know, gotta remember to mow the grass and fight with your husband about that. Um, <laughs> but there, it's really, you can make, you can make it whatever you want. And when we bought our house, like, we very much envisioned this as having the potential to be our forever home. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even though, and not everyone does that, even especially with their first home. Um, You know, a lot of times people buy, like, a starter home and knowing that once they have a couple of kids, they'll um, get something bigger or whatever. But we were, you know, we had the ability to, like, we looked at this house and we're like, we could envision you bringing our babies home to this house and our kids learning to walk in this house and being, you know, them being teenagers and bringing their friends over. Like, these were all things I could envision and, like, mm-hmm. so clearly when I visited this house for the first time like saw this house for the first time and like that's one of the reasons one of the things that made us fall in love with it and so you know it it is you know hopefully gonna be a place where you know we've even even if like we were to up and decide to sell tomorrow like this is the house we brought our baby home to so it will no matter what always have like that special that special memory for us um yeah yeah. that's what i love about so the the house that we first bought our first house Mm -hmm. is the house that we brought our babies home to Mm -hmm. um and we knew that we wouldn't we always knew that we wouldn't stay there forever um so it was it wasn't as sad as it could have been when we were leaving yeah but as it turns out a friend of mine actually bought it from the people who bought it from us like last year when she like in the fall i think i can't remember when it was um but she uh, she bought our house and i was like oh my god so now i know someone who is living in my house my old house and she shares all of her pictures when she's like decorating and like how proud she is because it's our first house and it's so sweet and adorable and i love it so much I love that. It makes that. me so happy. I love that. Yeah. Because they're like, you... I also, like, this is probably going to sound really woo-woo, but I think, like, <laughs> I feel like also the house sort of soaks up the love that's in it to mm-hmm. an extent. Like, you know, you put so much love into that house, and now her family is putting so much love into that house. Like... To be able to see that, like, carrying on, I think is really special. Yeah. And yeah. I really like it. I hope I that mean, happens with this house, too. Yeah. and Because, I mean, this the house you're you're buying, like, there's so much history to it. And there, ours is the same. Ours is, like, almost 100 years old. And, like, I was... Somebody I know on Facebook had posted, like, they live in an older house. And she was saying, like, 
you know, sometimes when I'm up in the middle of the night, like rocking my baby, she's like, I think about all of the generations of mothers that lived in this house before me that were up in the middle of the night rocking their baby back to sleep. Oh, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> like, like, I, you know, like, okay, in 90 years, like, yeah, there were other mothers. Yeah you know, pacing with their baby that wouldn't sleep or, um, you know, snuggling up on the couch with their, with their husband after a long day and, um, you know, spending time with their, with their loved ones. And even though, yes, a house is a building, I think that we can, we can turn it into a real home. Um, yeah. And so I, that's, that's why our house is special to us. And we've, we bring our, you know, well, pre COVID, but, you know, <laughs> we love having people over and like sharing that we, you know, we feed people. We, we have Thanksgiving at our house. We, you know, love having people around our dining room table and just, you know, sharing food and laughter with them. And that's, that's something that our house like contains. And I think it sort of soaks it up. And, I hope that other people have really good memories in our house, uh, you know, when they come over here and our dining room and our kitchen and all of that. So, you know, that's that's my case for buying a house. Go through all the stupid paperwork because <laughs> it is worth it. Cause, and it there is, is like, it. I remember walking through our house the first time after we got the keys and just like it was empty my parents were like getting ready to bring over a couple of things but like it was just Alex and I and I was like oh my gosh and our like our first time like sleeping at our house like it was basically we were like on an air mattress but there was just of course that's how you have to do the first night. Right, the first night you're like on an air mattress. There's no other furniture in the house. You know, you're like eating pizza or whatever, like at a folding table. But there, you just have this moment of like, there are so many memories ahead of us in this house. Yeah. So it's such a good feeling. Yeah. It is. It's a really good feeling. And buying a house is it's a big deal. It's a big it deal. It is like, a big deal. You have worked hard. Like, if you get to the point where you decide that that's the step you're going to take, like, you should feel really proud of yourself that you, you know, saved up the money, that you worked, you know, and got yourself the whatever job that's, you know, allowing you to save up that money, that you went through all of the work to find the realtor and go through all that, like all of that, you should feel really proud of yourself for. So 100%. And you know, as soon as all these restrictions are like, are lifted, I'm going to be right there at the friggin' historical society, like looking through all the microfilm to like find out all <laughs> yes. the history of my house because I'm that weirdo. And I'm like, Gotta find out who all these families were who lived in my house. Right, I know. Bring them back home. I know. <laughs> it's so it's so cool. Yeah, our, our one of our neighbors like knows a whole lot more history on our house than we do, and like gave us some scoop on it. It was really, it was really interesting. So, so yeah. So Megan, you know, you 
are buying a house. So obviously that is a pretty joyful thing. You've got a lot of stuff to look forward to, but is there something else that's bringing you joy? Well, I'm just going to go with a really tiny thing that made me happy today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how we like our sparkling waters. Yes. And I got a new flavor. I very specifically only like Spindrift. That's true. I I got a new flavor the other day. And um, it's not as good as Spindrift. I will say that. Okay. Because there's not actually juice in it. Um, (laughs) But their ginger peach flavor uh, of Target's sparkling water is pretty good um i wish it was a little bit more gingery to be honest but it wasn't bad uh it was very drinkable i drank it pretty quickly (laughs) it has a sparkling water like you're kind of like mmm, good yummy and it's like Lacroix is usually like that for me where i'm like "Mm, it's okay yeah Um, i'm like there it was waved across the essence of But this is pretty good. And uh, to its benefit, it is much cheaper than Spindrift. So yeah, there's that. that. Yeah, I rash on my Spindrift because I just... I do too. so good. (laughs) I love it so much. I don't even drink it every day, like every other day maybe. So like the Spindrift that Ade got me, I'm still drinking that because I've been (laughs) rashing it so much. (laughs) Very careful with my sparkling water. (laughs) That's That's so funny. What is bringing you joy? So I found this shop. um, I actually found it on Instagram uh, the other day. So anyone that knows me or follows me on Instagram knows that I love to put the baby in some head wraps and some headbands. Um, Baby in a big bow is fantastic. And it's funny because like, I feel like that sort of become like her thing. Like people are in like her thing and my thing. And like, I get headbands for her. Like people like, will if they buy her an outfit, they almost always include a headband. Um, <laughs> whether it came with the outfit or not, they'll like, go buy a matching headband. So she has tons of headbands. I have to, I, there's a lot. But, and I also wear them a lot because I wear my hair up all the time. Um, so, cause I have a six month old. So, um, <laughs> but I found this new, sh- new to me shop. It's called, the Instagram is shop Marlo B. Um, and it's the shop the shop name is marlo b b e a and um it's owned by this mama and she hand makes these beautiful like hair wraps um for babies and big kids and mamas um and they're gorgeous these fabrics are just awesome so she is a she is black um and there's a lot of um, very like afrocentric prints that she has um but then there's just some beautiful like florals and some um other beautiful patterns and i'm obsessed i bought like three things the night that i found her um so I'm super excited to get those. And it's like the kind that you can like do bows, or you can do like um, knots or like you can tie it however you want. Um, it's not like a headband. It's actually a wrap. So I'm super excited to put the baby in like a big ass bow. With these. <laughs> I'm like so excited. And of course I got her and I a matching 
set because I am Excellent. extra as fuck. So that's I'm sh- amazing. I'm sure at some point soon she's going to reach the age where she like rips them off her head. But I am riding this train until it pulls out of the station. Like I am, I am here until she's like, no more. I mean, you started pretty early, so... And I've been pretty consistent with it. So, like, we don't wear... She doesn't wear them every day, um, but I'm pretty consistent. Um, It's not like she only wears them, like, every three months or something. So I'm hoping maybe she'll be, like, used to them and be like, yay, I love my pretty headbands. It's fine if she doesn't, but, you know, we can hope that she'll want to wear, like, (laughs) big pretty bows. So... You know, that's what's bringing me joy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I lost my notes. (laughs) There they are. (laughs) Well, next week is our anniversary episode. Ah, can you believe it? It's been a year. I cannot believe it. So we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate that next week. We're going to celebrate having done this podcast thing for an entire year. So until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Stay in Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. Bye.